0: Along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad that it's a Monday because it's great news with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smythe. How are you? Good to see you.
1: I'm good, Joe. How are
0: you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate you asking. I'm living the dream, as they say. Uh, we've got a lot of stories to get to. I want to start with California. And I want to start with Gavin Newsom, who I think is, there's something wrong with the guy. It's like nothing behind his eyes. There's something very weird about Gavin Newsom. And we'll get into the Fox News angle in a second. But do you have any thoughts as a former resident of California with him appointing to take diane feinstein's place who died last last week he appointed a woman he already said he's gonna be a black woman for some reason you have to be black you have to be a woman or you're gonna get this appointment and it's a woman that lives in maryland she literally like um registered to vote in maryland last year any thoughts on that
1: honestly i don't think that there's a lot that goes on in gavin newsom's head unless it's scheming. <laughs> obviously every time i hear his voice i sort of have this like knee-jerk reaction where i throw up in my mouth a little bit um he is a scheming little schemy schemer. That's the only way that I can describe Gavin Newsom. He's not a he's not a smart politician in terms of the policies and the way that he makes his residents live. But I think he's an incredibly smart politician when it comes to playing the game. Now, could he be the Democratic Party sort of Ron DeSantis, like one of these like golden boys who's going to actually kind of flounder a little bit when he gets to the big leagues? Uh, maybe. But the issue is, Gavin Newsom is sort of like one of these next in lines for something. But none of us know what. Is he going to take a run at the vice presidency? Is he going to take a run at the presidency? Is he going to try and run as Speaker of the House? Who knows? Is he going to join the World Economic Forum and replace Klaus Schwab and then rip off his mask? And yes, he has been a lizard this whole time. <laughs> we don't know.
0: Hey, got ask you something. I, I think that you make some very good points here, but... Tell me, I know that you're a bit of a conspiracy person, and that's fine, because conspiracies a lot of times come true. Um, How does it work, do you think? It's not like Gavin Newsom's on an island making a decision, what's my next move? I think they're all interconnected somehow. I don't know if it's via WhatsApp, or maybe they send an email to each other. Maybe they meet privately on some island that we don't know about. But there is a future that the far-left progressive elites always have planned out. Do you think he already knows what his spot is? If, if it's going to be vice president, he already knows? Like, the whole black female thing didn't make sense to me, because it's not like it's a first, because Kamala Harris used to be a senator from California. So it's not like he's making history by doing it. There's something else going on here. Do you think that they get together and plan all this out together just to let us in on it?
1: That's a really interesting question. Okay, so last night, I finished finally watching Ozark on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. But the whole series, I mean, tell you what, that last scene, I was just like, oh, they're just being the Clintons, and they based it in the Ozarks instead of, like, (laughs) Arkansas or wherever the heck he's from. Um, No, I love my conspiracies, I really do, and they do come true very often. But I do think it's, It goes between two different sides, Joe. There's one half of me that thinks absolutely they've got this whole thing planned out. They know what the end goal is. They know what they're going to try and do. There'll obviously be power struggles like there are in any organization, whether it's a cartel or whether it's a corporation or whether it's a political party. You're always going to have power struggles with different people vying for that first place. Um, The other half of me is just like, I don't know if these people are smart enough to do the world takeover thing that they've been doing. Here's one thing that I always try to point out to people, right? People, elites like your Biden family, like your Clintons, like your Obamas, like, I mean, to be honest with you, every major elite family, even the Kardashians, probably.
0: I would say the Bushes as well, but go ahead.
1: The Bushes, I mean, these, these dynasties, we can go on, but there seems to be I've completely lost my train of thought now. You cut me off there with the bushes thinking about whole I threw in somebody out. on the right, yeah, because oh, the bushes
0: the bushes are right in there go ahead,
1: yes, yeah, so they don't actually have a need for America anymore they've gotten all the wealth that they could possibly get they've gotten all of the control and power they've got the notoriety they've got enough secrets on people, so that say if America collapsed into a kind of like venezuela type state or if something else even more horrendous happened. All of these individuals can just go and, like, live in the Swiss Alps and just, you know, just And they'd be fine. The yeah, they'd be, they don't need America anymore. We, like, they, we don't realize that most politicians don't need the countries they're running for once right. or running within or running
0: yeah.
1: once they've gotten that power. Like, we are irrelevant at this point. It's all just a dog and pony show. And so part of me thinks that Gavin wow. Newsom would be a great patsy to be here if this collapse does happen or whatever the sort of next big drama is, whether it's a world war, whether it's right. like any number of catastrophes that are gonna hit us, whether it's digital currency and the uproar that will happen from that. Gavin Newsom, excellent Patsy.
0: I think you need to understand what you just said. It's one of the most prolific things I, I've ever heard in my life. Um, they don't have a need for America anymore. Because I need America. I need the freedoms and liberties that God gave us and that document protects. I need this country to be free, liberated, and allow humans to live as I believe the creator wanted us to live. Can you imagine what an absolute dark time it would be if we have more people who don't need America than need it? I need it. I think you need it. I do. Oh, I, I think the people I, watching and listening need America. That is, that's a scary thing that you just said, but probably right, right on. Because in Venezuela, you've got women to feed their kids, killing their dogs and cooking them. You've got people dying in food lines because they, they, there's nothing for them to get. And you've got these crews of gangsters that are working for the Venezuelan president who are going around shooting people in the street. Well, the whole time, the Venezuelan president doesn't really need Venezuela to be good or bad. He has everything he'll ever need. So the concept of his country and the pride of that country is gone. Wow. Okay, hey, how dare you say something so, so righteous? My God. that was I mean, that was really deep. And I hope people watching and listening understand why you didn't tell me this before we were going to start, but they don't need America anymore is so true when we watch what happens in Davos.
1: I mean, when we watch what happens in Davos, when we just watch how these people live, like greed, I think is one of ultimately, I think greed is probably one of the greatest sins. I think greed is why we're in the position we are right now as a Western world. I think it bleeds into everything from our complete lo- complete loss of stewardship with our natural environment, which was another thing that God re- like basically put us here for. He was like, hey, you guys got to take care of this place. We just haven't done that. Um, We've exploited it. And the greed of the people that control this country. Remember, this is not a new idea. I would actually go back as far as the turn of the last century and say, as soon as you start seeing forced education. So like, you know, basically the public education system, we're all like sort of raised, told that it's like the best thing ever. No, it's not. We've lost more knowledge from the push of public education or any kind, even like private education. Education should be happening at home. It should be passed down through generations. That went out the window. That's how they got our intellect so low. I saw a video earlier, Joe. If you like put a group of kids in a room at the age of like four or five, Most of them will test at the genius level if you ask them to problem solve creatively. By the time those same kids turn like 14, 15, 16, There's usually less than sort of like 1% of that cohort will have retained their knowledge skills to be sort of like ranked as a genius. And the only thing that that comes from, the only reason that happens is because of the education system. We are no longer taught to take care of ourselves by the people who love us and who value us most, our community. We're taught by the people who want to turn us into worker bees. If I got fired tomorrow, Joe, from my job, I would be replaced by Wednesday. I would be forgotten about by Friday. Tucker Carlson told my professional mentor that, who told me that. And it was terrifyingly humbling because if, you know, something really awful does happen, I have maybe just about the skills to like take care of my family, but there's going to be absolute chaos. Do you honestly think our government's going to take care of us when that happens? No. no, and they've made a point of ensuring that we can't take care of ourselves. Well, that's, that's what it is. They're, they're, they're
0: not raising us to, to, uh, to fulfill our, our, our absolute, whatever it is, our potential. They're raising us to be reliant on them, period. If you go back, and I think that I've mentioned this to you before, it's case Kay smythe K-Smythe, Kay dot com. Go and follow her thing she does. Um, if you look up the education curriculum from 1912 in this country, it'll blow your mind, okay? I'm really smart. I don't know half the crap that these kids were learning in fourth grade. I just don't. Because we're not being taught that anymore. We all could have learned that and then some, but as you said, it isn't really about educating us, it's about making us reliant on them. Go and follow them, K. Does. Uh, quickly, Gavin Newsom and his uh, enthrallment with Fox News. What's the story there? He says oh, it's no yeah. good, but he can't stop watching it.
1: Oh, he's obsessed with it. And he's like one of the only. I read somewhere, I wrote it actually, I think earlier. He's the only Democrat that goes on these conservative talk shows on a regular basis, and he actively tells his colleagues not to do so. That is a power grab. That is exactly what this government and all global governments, to be honest with you, have done to all of us. It's saying we're going to go do something, but you're not allowed to do it. And again, this kind of comes back to that whole thing I was saying about greed, because most people sort of quantify greed as like, I want to have lots of nice things. But greed for power, greed for fame, greed for celebrity, greed for a particular reputation, it all still comes back down to greed. And it is all still one of those core sins. So whenever you see someone who's like really reaching in that way, that Gavin Newsom is, I'm reaching across the aisle. I'm going to try and like play the game, but I'm still going to instill these policies that enrich me but hurt you, because that's what California is. It's a place that enriches the wealthy and hurts everyone else. When you keep seeing that, just please know, everyone listening, that you are watching a sin in real time and you're enabling it by ignoring it.
0: Why do you think um, Ron DeSantis is going to debate him on Fox?
1: Because he needs it right now. He just needs clicks. I don't get it, though.
0: I mean, what Newsom said the other day, I don't agree with anything the guy says ever except this, because I said it about a week earlier. Why would Ron DeSantis accept my invitation, he said. He said it's like it was easy to play him. He has nothing to gain. I'm not running for anything. Why would he ever debate me on Fox? What does he have to, and I, I don't disagree. I think DeSantis takes a chance of allowing this guy who's just an operative to try to take him out to, to make him look bad. Now, I don't think DeSantis, DeSantis is going to do badly, but why debate him and not somebody who's running for president?
1: I mean like who else It's it's he... a
0: narcissistic play by, by Newsom, I think we agree. Yeah. What does DeSantis get out of it?
1: The only other person that DeSantis or the only two people really that DeSantis could otherwise debate at this moment in time, um, and potentially get some clicks and likes, I mean he would if he debated Joe Biden like this this I mean that Joe Biden's like it's not even a it's not right. even a contest. That would right. be elder abuse. Um, if he goes up and debates Trump, he's going to lose. I'm sorry, but if he goes up and debates like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., DeSantis loses that debate every single time. Every single time. Most people, actually, if they got up and tried to debate, RFK Jr. would lose that debate every single time, but particularly DeSantis. So I think he honestly, again, it's greed. He loves those airwaves. I can't tell you the number of people that I say no to doing their shows and no to doing media because I'm like, I don't want my life to be defined by this type of greed because I yeah. see what it does to people. I see what it's done to people I love and people, you know, I've known for a long time. Um, it's very hard to get to where you're at. That's why I do Joe Pack show. And then on Thursdays, I will do my Newsmax. And I'll filter in here and there where I can um, by doing my Newsmax with Carl Higby. but. People like Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom, when they the lights go on, that's when they feel special. That's when they feel seen. They don't have that relationship with the creator that they need to be humbled right. in their humanity. Um, so this is just, again, this is just another practice of that sin, in my opinion. It just feels like a waste of everyone's time. Who knows? Maybe there's going to be some crazy conspiracy theory where they get up on stage and maybe they are a lizard people. And that's the great reveal. <laughs> and we knew that or maybe they're aliens. <laughs> Who knows, Joe? The Simpsons predicted something along those lines. Could be that. Maybe. I don't even know
0: at this point. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get what he gets out of it, but maybe there will be some, sh- something shocking that happens. Is Kay Smythe read everything she does in the Daily Caller? See her on Newsmax. See her here and also go to com. and Smythe has an E cause she's Welshie. Um, uh, Joe Rogan or Oxford Explosion? I'm going to let you choose, uh, choose which one. I've got time for one more.
1: Well, I guess the Oxford explosion is kind of like the biggest one. The Joe Rogan one was funny. He literally just sat there and was like, oh, I wish there was a book that told us how to live well and be good. And it's like, bro, that's literally (laughs) called the Bible. Um, But no, there was this explosion in Oxford right before we started recording. Um, It lit up the sky. It looks like a mushroom cloud. I don't think it is a mushroom cloud. I think it's literally just this fire Um, that started this this explosion Joe was heard like across the county people from like multiple different roadways which is like I'm not explaining it well but it's like being on it's like being in uh what's what's like what's a good one being by like give me give me a New York example it's like
0: uh, the, the Long Island Expressway, the West Side Highway. Yeah, I don't know what, okay, you, I don't know what so you mean. It's like yeah. an
1: explosion happens at one end of uh, Long Island and they yeah. hear it all the way down the other side of New Jersey, basically.
0: Wow. That's so a, big a, pretty one. Big one.
1: Yeah. a pretty big one. It's a pretty big one. Well, let me
0: stop. Okay, so let's say that that wasn't a mushroom cloud and it's not a bomb and you think it might be something that, that occurred but through accident or whatever it mean, other means. But let me ask you very specifically because I, I know that you'll go here. Is somebody setting all these fires that we're seeing around the world? Is somebody doing this on purpose? to try to set up the next society, do you think?
1: Uh, That is such a good question. So when I was doing my research, because there's not a lot of news out right now about this explosion in Oxford, I Googled a company that one guy, one guy on social media was like, hmm, if you look at the direction of this video and where this person was driving, it would suggest that this was an explosion at the 7 Trent facility which is an energy water provider i think in the uk i don't know i don't live there anymore um but whoever they are they provide an essential service and they just said on friday that they were going to increase uh increase costs by 37 percent for their consumers by the end of the year now joe last year people were choosing between eating and heating in the uk because costs have gotten so extreme everything that's happening here is happening over there as well it's horrific um, Rishi sunak sucks and I hate him um it's I think this explosion actually could have been some crazy anarchist in the UK I wouldn't be if I saw a headline right now seven Trent attacked by uh, I don't know anarchists looking for cheaper cost of living I'd have right honestly wouldn't bat an eyelid i'd be like absolutely so that's the kind of thing that we do in the uk from what i've learned i don't know if you know much about british history but we celebrate the 5th of november every year because a terrorist tried to blow up the houses of parliament and failed and i to this day don't know who we're supposed to be celebrating on this day it could be the terrorists it could be parliament we don't know you're celebrating
0: because they bombed the place and was they weren't successful
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's remember, day of celebration. Remember, the 5th of November. It's, uh, huh. you know, the Guy Foss, Fawkes mask. He's like the OG Antifa guy, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You're celebrating that day?
1: Well, I haven't celebrated it. I do 4th of <laughs> July now, you know. <laughs> well, Just a lot more well, fun, better weather, We want better you idea, can... get rid of Britain. Please you know.
0: continue celebrating the 4th of July. It's Kay Smythe. Go to casemyth.com. Check out everything that she does in the Daily Caller on Newsmax and right here as well. Kay, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Pags. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you. Thanks, I appreciate your Time for the pop culture whip. Dirty pop. Yo. What you got, Polo? Well, I know you're not going to want to hear it, but what? you're going to have to hear it. The, I guess they're calling it the Chiefs-Jets-Taylor Swift version. game. What? Hey, that's, that's what they're calling it. <laughs> it. It got the highest ratings for, uh, I guess, the they're calling it the biggest ever streaming audience for a regular season uh, Sunday Night Football game. You think it has to do with her? I mean, it peaked at 29 million viewers. <laughs> Holy crap! That's yeah. All right, I, I guess we're going we're to hear about this until she writes the song and they break up. Hello, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks, i Joe. See you tomorrow. Bye. This
1: is the Joe Peg Show.